Safety first. Not all cholesterol medicines are the same. Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest, and this week we will be talking about some of the differences within statins, the medicines commonly taken for cholesterol here on Access Health Radio. And I'm Mike Davis. Thanks for joining us on this Sunday here on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. And I'd like to introduce our guest for today's show and then turn it over to Dr. Forrest, board-certified family physician from Apex. Today we have as our special guest, Dr. Nate Lebowitz, a board-certified cardiologist practicing in Fort Lee, New Jersey. He's going to be discussing how some cholesterol medicines are unique and might have less side effects than others. Dr. Lebowitz, welcome to the show. It's so great to be here. Thank you, guys. I'm really excited uh, today to be able to have a discussion with uh, such a renowned expert in treating cholesterol and heart disease. Dr. Lebowitz, please tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself and your current medical practice. Well, it's kind of a journey of intellectual, you know, highways that I've gone through. I started off after my training with mostly dilating coronary arteries and critical care. And I started realizing it'd be better off for the patient if I started preventing that heart attack as much as I was having fun. Poor gentleman with a blood pressure of 50 wasn't having so much fun. So I figured I didn't learn anything about that during my entire academic Ivy League, all that stuff training. Uh, So I figured I'd better start learning. And it opened up a whole the journey that I'm still going down that's led to all sorts of nutrition, uh, exercise, physiology, reversing type 2 diabetes, and all sorts of things. And along the way, I've, I've been learning more and more about cholesterol to the point that now I'm taking care of hundreds and hundreds of, of the worst cholesterol, you know, in three states. Yeah, I think for, for all of us, it's quite a journey. Um, you know, and I've, I've talked about cholesterol and statins on our show several times in the past, uh, but what I've not done is really gone into a whole lot of detail about the differences between uh, the statins, the, the commonly used medicines for cholesterol. And there are some significant differences. Uh, and I know, Dr. Lebowitz, you're an expert on that. So if you could give us a brief overview of some of those common differences between the statins, and then also tell us about the ones that might have less side effects. Well, when statins came out in the late 80s, there really was only one, and then there were two or three, but they were pretty much the same. Uh, And therefore, the the textbooks all got used to thinking of them as a single family. Uh, And that is the case in other areas of medicine. But now, We've, we've had enough years with statins and enough new and different uh, statins that, and even now we have one that we may talk about, which is really unique uh, in terms of choosing. Now you really got to choose individual types of statins for different individual types of patients uh, in order to avoid side effects, uh, improve efficacy, uh, et cetera. Some have uh, drug interactions, quite most of them have drug interactions, so you got to be aware of that. And increasingly, as the population is aging, uh, more and more people have multiple different drugs and for multiple different conditions, and drug interactions become potentially a problem. And then there's unique patient populations, like the people on immunosuppressive medications, uh, 
uh, organ recipient, organ transplant recipients, uh, patients on HIV medications, all sorts of different things that have very unique drug interactions and very unique side effects can occur uh, in those people. So it gets to be a little bit tricky and you really gotta, gotta learn about the different. And now it's very clear that we've got to start off with two different classes of statins. You've got water soluble that get right out of your body and you got non-water soluble that stick in your body for up to two weeks. So in some people with genetic predispositions, there's a gene called SLCO1B1, also known as SLOCO, which if you've got a non-water soluble statin like atorvastatin or simvastatin, that the odds of having muscle aches is very, very high in that group. In which case we would go straight to the water soluble statins like rosuvastatin or pitavastatin which get right out of your body and do not tend to cause those same side effects. Some of them tend to worsen glucose and some of them uh, can have a higher rate of muscle aches and liver problems. Some of them don't go through, one of them in particular doesn't go through the liver at all really. Um, and then uh, some of them deplete a molecule called coenzyme Q10, which may may possibly predispose to the muscle aches. Uh, and there's one unique one that really does not deplete your coenzyme Q10 and really doesn't seem to have much in the way of side effects as a result. So it's a complicated thing uh, as the population is aging and increased number of prescriptions that goes along with that. Could, could you tell us a little bit more, uh, you were talking about some of the statins that were unique and that were less likely to cause the muscle problems uh, can you go a little bit more into detail about uh, that that specific statin? Sure. The the one that I'm, I've gotten really excited about now that it's available is pitavastatin, which really does, if you really examine the molecule, does appear to have very unique differences, more than that, that set it aside, more than any of the other uh, statins. It it tends to have a much greater binding. Um, efficiency. So you can get away with far fewer milligrams, like two milligrams or four milligrams. And as a, that's one reason side effects is, are, are quite rare. It does not deplete your coenzyme Q10. So unlike the other statins, so it doesn't appear to, to have much in the way of muscle aches as a result. Its metabolism is very unique. Most drugs, about 75 to 80% of prescription medications are metabolized by these, an enzyme system in the liver called the cytochrome P450 system. Uh, and since multiple different drugs are metabolized by only a handful of the same enzymes, that's where drug interactions can occur. But because this P-tavastatin is not metabolized by this liver system, you don't tend to get the drug-drug uh, interactions. The, 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 and as a result, you're going to avoid mus side effects as a result of that. So the muscle aches seem to be quite rare. You're not going to have the drug interactions. It's very water soluble. So it does get right out of the body. And because of its high affinity binding, you can get away with two milligrams or four milligrams. They did do the studies to show that it does not uh, worsen glucose control or, or predispose people towards diabetes like some statins really do seem to do. So for multiple reasons, uh, and especially for certain patient populations, uh, it really has a unique uh, benefit. And I find since a lot of difficult 
complicated cholesterol comp, uh, cases do arrive on my doorstep that I do wind up using this in, in a lot of patients who uh, don't tolerate traditional medications. So increasingly I'm going to this as a first line in many cases. Right. And I, and I know that I've had uh, several patients in my own practice that had tolerability issues um, on multiple cholesterol medications. And the only one that I was able to get those patients to be able to tolerate was the pitavastatin. Uh, the, the only problem was that with it being newer and being branded, uh, you know, cost has been an issue with it. Uh, but I think we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, that also uh, towards the end of the show. So thanks for that clarification. All right. Thank you so much, Dr. Lebowitz and Dr. Forrest. It's time now for our Access Health Tip of the Week. Many people assume that all medicines in a certain class or family are the same. In fact, in medical school, they usually teach about different drugs by class. The truth is there are huge variations between medicines and in some cases uh, in the same class. For example, some beta blockers can make asthma or diabetes worse while others don't. Some blood pressure medications can actually increase blood pressure while others don't. So it's really important to be on the right medication for you, not just the right type of medicine. So be careful about insurance companies substituting other medicines uh, you know, on your behalf or trying to get you to get your doctor to switch medicines. Because sometimes the ones they want you to switch to could have you know, much worse side effects for uh, you specifically. All right. Thank you very much, Dr. Forrest. Coming up straight ahead, we're going to learn more about making sure you understand which cholesterol medicines might be best for you with our special guest cardiologist, Dr. Nate Lebowitz, and of course, our host, Dr. Brian Forrest. I'm Mike Davis. This is Access Health Radio. You're listening to the Access Health Radio Show. I'm your host, Dr. Brian Forrest. And today we are talking with our special guest and cardiologist, Dr. Nate Lebowitz. So, so Dr. Lebowitz, what makes some statins so unique as compared to others? And uh, do you have a preference for what you offer your patients because of that? I know we talked a little bit about uh, some of the differences before that. And I know you mentioned two of the uh, more water-soluble statins in rosuvastatin and pitavastatin. Um, do you have a preference that's sort of your go-to now in terms of trying to improve tolerability for patients? I do tend to individualize the decision in a, as a general rule. So one example would be a patient who's a pre-diabetic, maybe their glucose is over 100, maybe they got a, they've been warned that they're headed towards diabetes. In that case, I may switch them away from a torvastatin to, which is not water soluble and can potentially elevate glucose to pitavastatin, for instance, which is water soluble, therefore tends to be far more tolerable and is known not to raise glucose. Or somebody whose HDL, the good cholesterol, is a little on the low side and we don't want to lower it anymore. No. In those people, I might also switch away from a torvastatin over towards pitavastatin that may one that lowers a little the good cholesterol a little bit and versus one that raises the good cholesterol a little bit. So these are good examples of how individualizing the decision may lead us towards uh, for in this particular example a very unique uh, statin that seems to have benefits far and above the traditional statins. Uh, and lend itself very well to 
several different and varied patient populations. Right. And I know in terms of, uh, you know, how well these work, that's important too. Of course, we want to get people's cholesterol down. And uh, as my understanding, this is sort of in the same realm of potency in terms of reducing cholesterol as a torvastatin and rosuvastatin would be uh, sort of in that moderate to high potency statin in terms of uh, efficacy. Is that, is that how you look at it? That's exactly right. So in high-risk individuals, we're trying to get a, you know, a moderate to high-intensity statin, like rosuvastatin, 20 milligrams, or atorvastatin, 40 milligrams. Well, four milligrams, four, not 40, four milligrams of pitavastatin can get you up to about a 45% reduction in your LDL cholesterol, the so-called bad cholesterol. And as a result, it's, it's pretty darn close and can be used very efficaciously, even in these high-risk individuals. Yeah, and uh, I think that, that sometimes, honestly, is a confidence booster to some of my patients. I know that with a lot of medications, the milligrams don't really matter that much the way we look at it. But uh, if I take a patient off one medication at 20 or 40 milligrams and tell them that we're switching them to one at four milligrams, they're usually pretty happy about that. Uh, and, you know, uh, whether that's a, a placebo effect or not, they tend to feel like they're going to do better with it, uh, you know, when that dose is, is 10 times lower in terms of the milligrams. Um, so I think there is there's a kind of a double benefit there as well. Uh, so, you know, I, I know that patients are always worried about the cost of prescriptions. Um, and, you know, the newer the medicines are, typically the, the more expensive they are. Uh, with some of the newer cholesterol medicines, the newer statins, uh, do they cost more? And if so, are there ways that those can be affordable for patients as well? I think that's a great question. And it's a, it's a very real world question that I'm always cognizant of and try to help the patients as much as I can. So when two drugs are equal in, in every way, and that one is brand and one is generic, I'm gonna try to help the patient with a generic. But in for here's an example, we were talking about pitavastatin. So uh, one of the pitavastatin formulations called Zipidamag has a very unique way of getting around that in that they are a brand, but they will circumvent your insurance completely and as long as we use uh, a specialty pharmacy down in um, Winston-Salem uh, called Marley Drug, you can get it for about 90% less without in, even invoking your insurance company. Kind of about, I don't know, a, a month's worth might get you about $30. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, $30 a month, that's affordable. You know, I, I try to keep most of my patients' medicine, you know, uh, you know, 5 to $10 a month if I can with the generics. But you know, for a brand to be as little as uh, $30 per month, especially one that's, you know, going to have some benefits and be better tolerated. Uh, I think that's really something that's good for patients, you know, regardless of their insurance status so far. Thank you very much, Dr. Nate Lebowitz, cardiologist and our guest today here on Access Health Radio. Straight ahead, Dr. Forrest is going to talk more with Dr. Lebowitz about cholesterol medicines that may have unique benefits and our Access Health Trivia of the Week is coming up. Welcome back to Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. We're talking about statins, cholesterol medicines this week. And uh, first, though, before we get back into that discussion with our special guest, it's time for our Access Health Trivia of the Week. 
trivia this week is uh, on target with what we're talking about today, but according to the NHLBI, 62% of former statin users actually stop taking their statin because of side effects. And patients stopping or altering their statins has been a real problem for increasing the risk for cardiovascular events, things like stroke and heart attack. So patients who are on statins and they you know, have side effects or they're less likely to take them, they incur a much greater healthcare cost because of the rate of cardiovascular events. It's been estimated that um, getting people that need to take statins able to take statins by making them well tolerated and increasing that, that treatment number could actually prevent uh, 384,000 uh, events um, over the moderate risk adults and 616,000 cardiovascular events uh, over 10 years. So, you know, getting people to be able to take these life-saving drugs is really, really important. Dr. Lebowitz, are there any final thoughts that you have today about uh, statin therapy uh, and about being able to sort of individualize treatment and minimize uh, side effects and doing that in an affordable way? Yeah, I think it's, it's clear that we've reached a period of time in the world of statins, it's been around since 1987, that we have enough to choose from, and it's become very clear that they are not the same, that the family class effect really is, uh, it's a very diverse family, in other words. There's those that are not water-soluble and stay in your system for up to two weeks. There's those that get right out of your body. The pitavastatin is highly unique. Uh, in its safety profile and its utilization benefits in individual populations. What I'd like to do is make a final pitch for uh, maintaining uh, high-intensity statin treatment in the high-risk patients because we've just completed a study that seems to be in every hospital you look at, whether it's rural or suburban or urban or academic or community, People discharged from the hospital after a cardiac event, whether it's a stent or a bypass or a heart attack, about 30% wind up not being treated according to guidelines. Their cholesterol is not at goal. They're not being treated with a high-intensity statin, no matter what we do. So something is, something is missing along the way, whether the patients are not going back to their doctor like they should or or whether the doctor is stopping too early, it could be more aggressive. So I'm gonna put a final pitch for that, but I wanna thank you all for, for inviting me. Well, thank you, Dr. Nate Lebowitz uh, from Fort Lee, New Jersey, cardiologist for uh, shedding some light today on uh, some of these cholesterol medicines. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'd like to thank Dr. Lebowitz uh, today as well. Thanks for being on the show. My pleasure. Thank you, Dr. Forrest. Thank you, Mike. It's been a pleasure. And that wraps it up for today. Our scriptures from Proverbs 4.23. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Thanks for joining us this week on Access Health Radio. We look forward to next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your health.